no. So they they did say that they had a, a batch of that vinyl that was weird. So that's probably what they say. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had. A, that's right. Oh, when was this? Yeah, yeah. It was, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. yeah, we had some bad stuff. I remember. Remember it like like it was yesterday. <laughs> some old salty sea hag. All right, I'll shut up. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Start our five seconds. From MechanicalHub.com, this is the Make Trades Great Again podcast with your host, Eric Ani. That's me and my good friend, Annie Mickelson, all the way over in Missoula, Montana. We are two small business owners with a passion and a bit of experience in the trades. So thanks for joining us on our venture to make trades great again. Enjoy. Hey, Eric, how are you doing? Hey, good, Andy. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. Hey, so we've started recording. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go after it again today. Uh, we've been talking about all kinds of different, I don't know, aspects of of the trades here lately. You know, as far as like us starting out and other people. Uh, our last episode, we had a you know had our first guest host, and uh, I'm excited for that one to to come out and hit the hit the streams because. I think it's a good episode, but today we had talked about how how we how we communicate or how we can promote the trades to other people, and I thought it was a good good topic that we could chat about and might uh, help a few people out. Right on, yeah. So this is a this is an interesting subject because uh, you know if you really dissect it from our point of view, a lot of the times promoting the trades for you and I is, you know, are we really? Because we're oftentimes talking to other people that are already in the trades, right? Very commonly. Yeah. I mean, our friends, the people we follow and interact with online, like generally speaking, are probably already in the trade. So who are we promoting to? That's, that's the, that's the key. I mean, we got to look at it in the, you know what? What are we? What are we trying to gain? What What does the trade uh, community need? And you know, at this point, we need, uh, I guess, for lack of better terms, warm bodies. But yeah, we need warm bodies that are interested in having a profession. You know, talking about the kind of work we do, uh, no matter your trade. So if you're in the construction industry, um, that's generally generally what we speak about, right? So if you're in construction of any form, you're probably doing a lot of physical labor. Uh, outside of electrical work, you're probably getting your hands dirty. Probably <laughs> breaking a sweat. Oh, man. Poor, poor electricians get beat on every episode, don't they? Oh, oh it's going to be good. Yeah. We're going to probably uh, pay for this the first time we have an electrician on as a, as a co-host. <laughs> wait, we, wait, did oh. uh, do you know something? I don't know. We're having an electrician I, well, on as a co-host. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're talking, you know, we, we talk about the hard work, the aspects, you know, a lot of people do at least. I, I wouldn't say everybody, but I mean, a lot of times the conversation goes to the physical aspects of your job, right? I don't know if it's a macho thing or, or really why people kind of gravitate toward that part of the conversation, but it it's rarely spoke about the trades are rarely spoke about as careers, in my opinion. Like I don't see a lot of people promote the trade as a solid career as much as they 
are talking about, they're out there talking about the trades as like jobs. Does that make sense to you? I haven't, I haven't had a job in 10 years. Right. You know, I mean, I had a job when I worked for somebody else, but at that time, I mean, I was, I don't know. Now I'm, I, I am, I made the job. So I don't think that's, you know, I don't, I don't see my, what I do as a day-to-day currently as a job. It's, that's what I do. That's my profession. Uh, well, I think I you had, I think you got rid of that job and got a career when you were, you know, probably, you know, three to four years into your apprenticeship and you realize like, this is what I'm going to do. I don't see a, uh, let's say somebody with a master's degree yeah. and, you know, or, or let's, let's, let's put it out there. Let's say an attorney or a doctor doesn't say I got a new job. Right. right. Yeah. They they yeah. have have a career, and I feel like you're correct. And in, in your what you had stated a minute ago was that a lot of people think of construction trades as a job, and I think there are a lot of people that work in this field that treat it like a job, and it may be just a job, but it's that moment of time when you go, I actually really like doing this. Yeah. What, what can I learn about this job that I'm, this task that I'm doing to make it not a job and make it a career? Yeah. If you really, if you really enjoy what you do and you can support your, the lifestyle you're looking for, um, and to whatever capacity that is, you know, if you're, if you are considering whatever job you're doing as the last one you, you really are going to have, this is going to be what you do for the rest of your, you know, your majority of your adult life. Then to me, that is a career Um, is meaning, you know, staying within the certain bounds. Like, yeah, I've met, I think I know what you're saying when there are a lot of people treated as a job. I've met uh, a lot of people in the trades or throughout the years that work, you know, some other trade and it was never their first or it probably isn't going to be their last, you know, like I've met people who are, you know, framing up a house and they just started in carpentry and they're 35. And before that they did concrete and they roofed for a little while. And then, you know, they went to school to be a mechanic. So they worked on cars before that, you know, like there are just certain people that will never really have a career because they don't, stick with something very long, but you know, that doesn't mean that you can't, that doesn't mean that a job in the trades isn't a career. It just means that there's people that don't make it a career. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I guess to a certain extent, um, I think that that's, there are people out there that will, will bounce around a little bit to end up finding that path. Uh, yeah. you know, we've, we've both met those guys that, uh, or gals that, have been like, Hey, you know, I did this for 10 years and I did that for five years. Like you were just saying. And then I got an offer to become a, an elevator technician and I absolutely love it. It's like my thing. And, oh yeah, that, you know, I mean, so I think to say that they're not ever going to have a career, I, I think I would, I would oh, say yeah. that, that I, I think know, I over, but, yeah, I over, I was being a little too general. You're right there, but, but I think there are those people though. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. Definitely. We have a family friend who we only see him like once a year. And honest to God, this guy has had every job ever. Like I, I, I make a joke 
and I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but it's gotten to the point where for, I've known this guy for like 25 years and I see him, like I said, once a year and I've never seen him twice having the same job as the, you know, yep. having the same job as the last time I saw him. Does that make sense? Never. Yep. Not once. And this is a grown man, adult children now. You know, it's like, what? This is crazy. Yeah. Some people yeah. are like that. That's fine. We've we've uh, we've got a couple of family acquaintances that are are similar. <laughs> yeah. And, and you just go, God, like, how do you I mean at some point I I I guess I find comfort in knowing my day-to-day routine. And I can make a general assumption that in a in six months or in one year, I will be doing something very similar to what I'm doing right now. Uh, will it change? Could, could, but I'd be, you know, but I, I for, you know, people like that, I, you go, is that like nerve wracking to think that, you know, in, I dislike what I'm doing so much that I might change in three months. And to me, so. it's, to me, it's, it, I, I, my brain immediately goes to like instability, but that may not be the case. It's just some people yeah. just are, not satisfied staying in one place for very long. Well, so you bring up like, you know, timelines and, you know, in a year from now or whatever, you're going to be doing something similar. Might have changed. Yes. What about uh, people who travel for work in, within the trades? Is that a job or is that still part of your career? You're just doing, you know, obviously it's very different from what you and I do every day. I have been uh, a traveler. In fact, right around that recession 2008 2009 i hit the road with a tig torch and went and welded at powerhouses is that i mean it wasn't something that i'm doing you know had done before and i haven't done since but it was all within my skill set and within my trade but is that a job or is that a career i mean it doesn't stay in one place right right so in my opinion my mind your career was at that point pipe fitting or or welding Right. You know, so you're, you, that's your career. It's very similar to what you're doing now. The job is very similar to what we do day to day now as a job. It's a different place to work at your career or do, gotcha. you know, performing your career choice. That that's, that's my mind. That's, I mean, that's how I normally would, de- you know, I would define a career as the tasks that you do, not the work that you have done. Does that make sense? I, gotcha. I guess I don't yeah. know if that makes sense or not, but I got gotcha. you. Um, Whereas a job to me is, you know, I mean, if I, I look back at when I was 17, I had a job delivering flowers. I wasn't a professional flower delivery person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because de- I was far people. from professional at that point, I would guess. Well, <laughs> you're like, I see dead people. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. you were delivering to funerals. If, if anybody missed that in episode two. Yeah. And he delivered f- flowers for funerals almost exclusively. Yes. Exclusively. Yes. So here are your flowers, ma'am. After <laughs> after repairing the the Xerox copy machine in the driveway with his brother. That's right. Right. I was I was a yes, I was it was a short career in uh Xerox repair technician. I yeah, I, I guess that's my kind of my thought on uh on career versus job. Uh I like to think that I haven't had a job so much in the last 20 years as I've had a career, um, you know, and I, and I think fairly early on, I don't, I don't, I didn't have any real reservation, even early in my apprenticeship, you know, as soon as I started my apprenticeship, you know, first six, eight months or something, I was, I was like jacked. I mean, 
and and kind of have been ever since for 20 years, I've been excited about doing what we do. Am I excited every single day to <laughs> go to work? Ah, no, no. I'm going to no. be honest. Not really. Not so much. <laughs> but I, I generally am excited to and proud to say and tell people that I'm, you know, I've got a plumbing license and I'm a steam fitter and, you know, I do these things and this is, this is what I've done. And I've, you know, helped support my family and, you know. Oh yeah, totally do. Well, so how do we take this career and promote it to young people uh, or anybody else? Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be promoted just to young people. Like I had an apprentice working for me when I first got my journeyman license, I would have been about 23, 24. This apprentice was not young. So that's, that's where I'm going with this. Um, Second job, now a career. But first, first job was working the loading docks, driving a forklift for, you know, various small companies in our, in our area, in the Twin Cities area here in Minnesota. This apprentice, his name was Bruce. Bruce was a cool guy. Um, although he never wanted to wear a shirt when it was hot. So that was a difficult <laughs> challenge to accept. Um, but anyway, Bruce, he was like 45. And so like he, somebody got to him and said, why don't you be a plumber? You know? And so maybe I wonder if he he was looking for a career though. He definitely was looking for a career at that point in his life. But, you know, I, I bring it up. Like, do we, do we promote the trades as, as jobs to young people or do we promote it as careers? Because I have to be honest, I'm not sure that I remember thinking, or no, I, I I can say this because I say it often. I don't think I was thinking about a career when I was 17, 18, 19. I don't think I knew what I wanted to do. And like I've said in the past, I don't think mer- very many people of that age do know what they want to do. So to me, I think it was a job at that time. And to promote it as a job versus a career. Because I think adults and, you know, whether it's a guidance counselors or whatever, they're always like, oh, you got to do this for the rest of your life. Do you... Put yourself in a 17, 18 year old kid's shoes and be and think about what it means to be told. Like, what are your what would be your reaction? It's kind of hard to do now that we're older. But, well, how would you react today if you were 17, 18 and somebody was telling you you have to do something for the rest of your life? Do you even know? Like, I don't even think kids that age know what the rest of their life is. Like, what does that even mean? No, they, and they, they, for the, in my opinion, shouldn't really be thinking about what they're going to do for the rest of their life. Uh, There's been a number of studies done that indicate that people, I think, I don't remember what the the age is. It's like under 23 uh, and primarily male people under the under age of 23 don't have the ability to make like actual life, uh, all, uh, sustaining decisions. I mean, you could, obviously I'm going to say that and people are going to be like, well, that's not true. But the the reality of it is, is that you look at a a large number of bad decisions by young people. It happens in that age range. You know, you, you break through that and it's, I think a lot of people associate it with college. Oh, well, you know, it's the age you would graduate college. No, it's the age that you graduate college because people graduate college at that point go, holy cow, get the heck out of here. Yeah. We're done. Tap. Yep. I'm out. Pick me. 
and and they've made that you know they kind of come to that break through that period where they're able to start making logical decisions on how to move forward. Well, for and, most people at that age, it's the first time they've been confronted with actual real life decisions too. Right. I mean, let's face right. it, a lot of people, a lot of kids go to college and everything's decided for them, you know? Yeah. Oh, you have to take these classes because you said you wanted that you were going to do this for your major and mom and dad are yeah. paying for it. So study up. Yep. You know? And here's, here's where you're going to stay and your yeah. food's going to come from here. And yeah. And you know, yeah, <laughs> you're, 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 you're the right. mouse. Yeah. You're the mouse in the maze here. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, as you, as you take a, a path into the, into the trades, that there isn't really anybody there to hold your hand. And I came up, you know, I came up through a union apprenticeship and there was definitely lots of direction, but there was nobody, you know, patting me on the butt going, you know, okay, you know, time to go to school or there wasn't anybody there to do that. So I think that's, it's interesting to look back at that, that experience now from, you know, from where I'm at now and go, I felt like I made a pretty good choice. How did I, how did I get to that choice? And for me, it was, I feel like it was kind of dumb luck. Um, I stumbled upon the opportunity uh, and said, Hmm, this is, this is feasible and reasonable. Why don't let's go do this. This looks like fun. And and that was the, that was the extent of it. Uh, you know, like I'd said before, I had been brought up in a trades related family but I had from a young age said, I'm going to college. And then we changed that. Right. <clears throat> so how do you promote though what you do? How do you get the word out? Is it important to you to get the word out? Um, I know you're still involved with the union and the apprenticeship program, stuff like that. So it's kind of built into your lifestyle. But if if you weren't on the apprenticeship committee and you weren't hel- helping young people start out in this trade because I I don't know if you have anything to do with recruiting. Probably not. It's not really your, your job other than you probably actively are on the lookout for somebody, you know, but how do you, how do you get that? You personally, Andy, how do you approach the idea of promoting it or do you even, because I, that's a question I want to ask is, you know, we talk about how, Oh, we got to promote the trades to young people. And then, like it sounds like this more like this idealistic thought, you know, like, oh yeah, this is great. We love what we do and we need to promote it to people. And, you know, it's the only way we're going to survive. But do do people really act on that? You know, like is this something we just talk about? Is it just lip service or are we actually doing it? And it's okay if you I think it's okay if people say, No, I don't actually do it. You know, like I get it. Maybe it's not your thing, but you know, how how would you approach the idea of promoting the trades to to younger people yourself. Yep. Uh, so where I've started with it is, and, and I would say I don't actively go out in search yeah. of people to listen, but anytime I'm asked, Hey, can, can you talk to, to Jim about, you know, what, it, what the construction trades are about? You know, would you be able to talk to, you know, my son or my daughter, or, you know, my, I got this nephew that just, you know, he doesn't think he wants to go to college and I'm like, have him call me. Yeah. I mean, just straight up, have the, have the kid call me, have the kid text me, have him Facebook me, Instagram me. I don't really care, you know, because that's, that's, it's a, a real challenge for kids these days is they're incredibly comfortable direct messaging 
someone they don't know or texting somebody or Snapchatting somebody they don't know, but they're really reluctant to pick up the phone and actually call somebody they don't know and be like, hi, this is, you know, so-and-so, and I'm looking for this. Can you help? And so if, you know, so long as you make, I, I, I feel that if you make a path for those people to, to get information or to get in contact with you, I've, I, I try to do that regularly. You know, it's, it's almost in every time we're at a family function or a barbecue or a party or something like that. Somebody comes up to, to me and goes, Hey, what do you know about this? You know, it, you, you get it the same thing. You know, you're, you're the plumber. Yep. Everybody's yep. got a plumbing project. Hey, I got yeah. this, uh, my, my toilet's gurgling. Yeah. What, what do you think? You know, and you know, you, you go, you oh, need more geez, fiber, <laughs> right? <laughs> you need to eat so, some more vegetables, Jim. That's what you need. Yeah. So I try to promote it through like family function and whatnot, but so what, what do you, what do you, what do you do? I'm not out, you know, on the picket lines or anything like that, like marching downtown Minneapolis with a sign be like, consider the trades. But I, you know, I think there's little forms of activism that you can do that are actually um, probably as powerful as any, because they're, they're passive. They're not in people's faces. Like I, take pride in wearing a t-shirt that says support blue collar on it on the back. And that's all it says. And it doesn't have anybody's brand name on it. It is a brand. It does come from a brand, but like I love putting on my hat that I'm wearing today that says support blue collar. <laughs> Same message actually, but I think it's a cool looking flat bill with a big old orange patch on the front of this black hat. Like, I think it's yeah. cool that, you know, to me, I take pride. I really do. I honestly take pride in, wearing that t-shirt with that message or that sweatshirt or, you know, I do like seeing a sticker on the back of a vehicle that says proud to be a blah, blah, blah. You know, we've all yep. seen it. You know, the unions are good at that, but it doesn't have to be a union thing. I don't care if you're union or non-union. You're like, I think that that's a really cool form of activism personally uh, and recruiting and, and just promoting um, because it doesn't, confront anybody like i have a hard time when you unless i'm asked about what the trades are like you you're, like your example is perfect i've had that conversation a dozen times that you know probably more but like i can think of a at least i would say it wouldn't be off to say a dozen times i've had that conversation where it was productive and it was really you know people were looking for good feedback on what it means to be in the trades in my perspective, um, I've tried to push the push the message, though, and uh, we talked about this before, but you and I personally, and, and so I've actually been part of the career day at my at my old high school, uh, great big huge high school here in Minnesota, talking to like the entire student body, each class with graduating kids of you know nine hundred to a thousand. To, and and I've stood up in front of entire student bodies and, and I've stood in the gymnasium at my table to promote at like a career day kind of situation. And, you know, so I've done that. I've tried to coax kids at, you know, high school graduating age, like, hey, this is what a plumber does. And this is why you should consider a life in the trades, that kind of thing. And, you know, I've, I've done both. I've done it passively. I've, I've had the great conversations with people. And then I've been out there trying to actively, you know, recruit. And I can tell you, I'd rather put the t-shirt on. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. 
yeah. there's a lot that comes out of those career days. I got stories. I, you know, like I, you know, for instance, I, I think I take away as much from those, uh, probably more from those career days that I've participated in than I probably, I don't know, maybe I'm selling myself short, but probably than the kids have, but like conversations with guidance counselors and teachers about, you know, they're always asking like, well, why, you know, they're, they're genuinely interested. You can tell they're always very nice people. They're happy to have you come talk to their kids. And, you know, I've, I have yet to encounter anybody treating me differently than the doctor or the lawyer. Um, because I think most teachers are very blue collar, very down to earth people. Mm-hmm. They may not be out there promoting the trades within their classroom, but that's probably more of a education wide thing than it is an individual teacher thing. And because I think the education system is pushing college, but maybe some teachers are out there talking about the trades, but you know, they're not generally, you know, well-versed on what it means to be a plumber or a pipe fitter or a carpenter. And when you get into telling them some details, their, their eyebrows go up and they're always interested to, you know, the, the first questions they have for you or a lot of time is, well, how much does a plumber make? You know? And I say, I always say, well, in Minneapolis, this is about what it, you know, a licensed journeyman plumber makes. And they look at you and they're, they're like, oh, they're in shock because at that time you've just told them that a plumber makes roughly twice what a high school teacher makes. And they just think, my God, this guy, what in the world? You know, I don't know what's going through their head, but they, then the conversation changes a little bit. Tell you that much yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, you know, <clears throat> I've, I've, I've been having this conversation with my daughter here lately and the the thing that I guess that I'm I'm excited about is the money side of what what she's planning to do as far as like what the how much you're going to make has not been in the conversation and and I and I say that in the aspect that I just want I want her to go do something that she wants to enjoy um, should she be able to make money yes I'm going to make sure that she's you know. I'm helping her, helping guide her in that path. But it's interesting that money comes into your career as frequent as it does. Uh, I, and I think that a lot of people associate success with money, yeah. you know, or, or happiness with money. And I, I, I don't know, I, I suppose that's probably a topic for a different, uh, different episode, but it's, it's interesting how that seems to be the one of the key factors that people that make people or that quantify to people that it's a legitimate career. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why people um, I think that's I guess that's the stigmatism we're working towards removing is figuring out how to get people to understand that plumbing is not always can be, but not always um spending 12 hours a day snaking toilets. You know, there's, there's that stigma that it's, that's what it is. And I have to be, I'm proud to admit it's been a really long time since I've snaked a toilet. And I personally, I don't mind snaking a toilet, but you know, I I just, I, I, there's that stigma that comes with, and, and every, every bit of trade has that stigma you know, and we could go from go all the way down the list of trades and and you and I may not be intimately familiar with the stigmas that come with that, but I would bet every skilled trade has some little hiccup or 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 some little black eye, if you will, that 
make people go, oh, well, what about that? Yeah. I, don't, I don't really want to do that. Right. You know, and and that, those are the things that we got to we got to really promote and, and let people know that that's not what this job is about. That's not what this career is about. We do so much more than that little dirty task that everybody wants to. Well, you're right, but it. Well, you know, you're right. However, I think it's a monumental stigma when you try to get people to forget the idea that a plumber may have to deal with poop with crap with I, shit. I, I mean, yeah. come on. Let's I mean, that's a big one because I don't think there's there many carpenters out there who are like, "Yeah, but we have to uh yeah, shut up. We, you know, there is <laughs> there are things like sewage pumps in my job, my day-to-day schedule, and there are, you know, like yeah. I just unblocked the line leaving the septic tank. Do you know how what that means, carpenter? <laughs> like, do you really Okay. Yeah, you're right. There's a stigma there, but you bring up money and how the conversation usually goes there and we use it. You know, you have to measure. People will look to things like money because it's a way to measure, you know, like yep. I don't think you're you're going to have a very long conversation with anybody when you start saying, how satisfying is your job? You know, like how many days have you been satisfied in the last 20 years, Andy? And, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Was it keeping track? But I bet you, you knew how much money you made. So, like, it's a that's measurement right. thing, you know. So, sure. yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way society works. I mean, yep. I don't. Also, I do not uh, promote socialism. So, like, I don't want every trade to make the same amount of money or anything like that. That's not at all what I'm pushing for. Is like, don't nope. take my comments the wrong way. Like, nope. I, I, although don't want to be at the bottom of the list and I'm not as a plumber, but I also am not at the top of the list either. I mean, there are plenty of trades that make more money than I do. And if that's what you're, like you said, it always goes to that conversation, you know, about money. But if that's the way people are going to judge it, then sure. There are lists, there are wage scales. You can, you can measure and see, but starting out in a trade, if you don't like what you do, you're never going to like what you do, no matter how much you're paid for it either. So, like, let's keep that in perspective either. I think sometimes right. the conversation does go to that that way, too. People say, well, money isn't everything. And that's a great um, thing to say, but it <laughs> means nothing to the person that needs money. You know, like somebody that's struggling, you say money isn't everything. And that person would be like, F off. It's a lot of things to me right now. If I could, if I had an extra hundred bucks, the things I could do, not personally, just like people that have bills to pay and they found themselves in a bad spot. Like money is not everything. No, but it is a lot of things. And so it is important how much you get paid because you have to really, really, really like something to go and do it, you know, physical job, physical work and poor conditions like i you know everybody it's all relevant to where you live but you know i'll use myself as an example like it gets flipping cold here i mean like really right. cold like to the point where people in other states think that in minnesota you're in montana it's really no different you know like middle of winter people think we're crazy right and we're out there right. with there's a reason why like companies make like the most insulated crazy super warm workwear and like half the country doesn't ever that's not even sold in other parts of the country because like who needs why would you need it why (laughs) would you need it unless you live outside of the upper midwest or northern you know northern united states like so like people think that that's crazy well i also think it's crazy to the idea of being a plumber or any trade and working in like miami florida like that to me i would die 
I would, I know yeah. I would. And I would just melt. as, well, yeah, just as our, as our friends from Miami would probably think they would die if they came to Montana or Minnesota in, you know, February, March or April. But, yeah. you know, the, so you, back to my, my, my point, you'd have to really, really like something like really like it to do it for less money than, you know, that then is going to support what you want to do or whatever. So like the money is something it really is. It, it, it is. And I guess, I guess where I look at it or what, whatever, where I was going with that comment was it'd be nice to see money being a second point. Yeah. Uh, you know, that somebody says, I'd like to go into carpentry. I'm, I'm excited about that trade. How much does it make? How much do you make? You know, yeah. And 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 I think sometimes the the conversation goes, well, how much does a carpenter make? You know, before what does a carpenter do? And I don't know. It's just it's just interesting that we focus on on that task of that portion of it sometimes. Oh, I agree. I agree. Well, it does go that you. I mean, this going back to the career day and the stu- You know, the teachers asking me you know, how much do you make? Cause that's usually what they want to know. And, yep. you know, and then telling them and oftentimes their eyes get as big as saucers and you're like, Oh my God, what did I, I hope I didn't just offend this person, but why, why should I feel that way in the first place? Like I make what I make, you know, like, yep. If you want to make more, don't be a teacher, I guess. No, that's totally disrespectful. I didn't mean that, but, um, you know, I, I, the, the old joke, you're like, you know, you go to the doctor's house, you fix their sink and then sink, you know, the doctor says, oh, my God, you know, I can't even charge this much. You say, well, yeah, that's why I got into plumbing. I couldn't charge that much when I was a doctor either, you know. So, right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, we're out. There's always somebody out there that makes more money than you. Right. You know, right. So, right. Yep. I need there to be lots of people that make way more than me because those are the kind of people that hire me to do my job. And I like that. Those are my perfect customers. Yeah. Yeah. I I need, I need rich people. You got any rich clients (laughs) out there? I'll take them. I'll take care of them. Send me, send them there. Send them my way. We, we, we have something for them. You know, you you brought up, you know, we're probably getting to the end of this and I just want to go off track here a little bit, but you brought up like, you know, augering toilets and stuff like that. So I brought drain cleaning into my business and offered it for the first time this year to my customers. And I have to say, you know, you call it a stigma, whatever on the outside of our career, people that don't know about that. It is, it totally is. And too many people within our career feel the same way. I brought it in and I was like, I don't want to do drain cleaning. Oh my gosh. As a business owner, I have to tell you, I wish I would have done it 10 years ago. It, you know, so anybody thinking about like, even if you're a plumber now and you're like, I'm not going to do drains, you know, like, okay, you're missing out. And if you, if you enjoy making money, then you're probably doing a lot of the wrong things. If you're not already doing drains, just saying that, just putting that out there. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, uh, <laughs> I, I would, I would definitely agree that there's, there's uh, money to be made. Um, I'm, actively think in that direction as well. Uh, we've had a number of drain cleaning companies here locally go other directions and, or become less, uh, available. 
I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the right word, but anyway, they're they're no longer doing the service or providing the service that they were providing previously, and it's it's really opened my eyes to it. And along with you doing it and going, hmm, I, I better revisit this a little bit. I was so. blown. I was blown away with the new equipment that's on the market today. I know this isn't. We didn't intend to start talking about drain cleaning, but real uh, again, let's keep going on this for a second. <laughs> You know, so you've considered, you and I have had this conversation. If, if anybody listening doesn't know that Andy and I are like, we talk constantly to the point where our wives are like, oh yeah, your, your boyfriend, you know, like seriously, <laughs> like we talk constantly yeah. and we talk about business all the time. We're very close friends and, but we talk about business because I've learned so much from Andy and I hope sometimes I've had something to offer him too, but Absolutely. honestly, like, <laughs> you know, the, the equipment is insane inexpensive. Like I was walking around for 10 years going, yeah, you know, to my customers, I don't really do drain cleaning because, you know, in my head I'm going, I, I don't have the money to go spend 30 grand on equipment. Now you can go spend that and eventually you will, but to just be able to take care of small problems for people, you don't need to. I'm, I mean, it's an, like, I bought one of those, I bought a, I'm not going to say what brand or what, it, you know, like they ain't paying me to say this, but like I bought one of those newfangled machines that you run with a cordless drill. And like, I mean, these things that like you carry it in with one hand, it's super light, it's clean. Like, I can't believe how inexpensive this stuff is. And I can't believe I didn't buy it sooner. It, it paid. I paid for the equipment I initially bought. I paid for it in a matter of a couple of weeks. So. Right. That's insane. You know, like it's a good business. I'm telling you, anybody listening yep. that's even interested at all. Sorry if I'm boring you to death. Well, you know, there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, no, I, I I agree. I'm like I said, our conversations have led to it and I am more and more thinking about it, probably on the on the uh, instead of once a month thinking I should do it to probably weekly going, hmm. Hmm. I keep finding myself back at the, uh, at the tool website, you know, looking through things and reading reviews and, you know, watching the guys on Instagram, you know, uh, yeah. George the plumber and bold city. These guys are, are breaking into their, uh, new career or not new careers, uh, new jobs. Yeah. If you want to call it that. Cause they're, they're doing their own thing and, and they're killing it doing drain cleaning. Um, they're, they're know, recruiting. They're, they're, they're actively they're recruiting. recruiting. There you go. There They're promoting their job to you and you didn't even know it. That's right. I know. God. They're promoting thanks, the trades. Thank, well, thanks for helping, helping me find my wallet. <laughs> well, you, we didn't even bring up social media, but like, I think it's, it's worth talking just for a minute on. Like, I think that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of cool, very classy, um, portrayal of different trades, being promoted on social media, whether, wh yeah. whether, you know, what you like Facebook or Snapchat, whatever it is, your thing, you're seeing yeah. a lot of people out there just showing their daily lives and like interesting things that they do. And unfortunately go back to what I said earlier, like a lot of the people we surround ourselves with and interact with are kind of similar to ourselves already. So like maybe these people are most, most of their audience or people seeing their content is already in a trade or whatever. But it's not everybody and not everybody that follows me on social media is in a trade either. I mean, I just honestly have 
conversations with people and they're like, I don't even do this for a living, but I think it's great what you do. And, you know, like they call and ask questions or they're very interested or maybe you are actively or maybe they're they're actually considering doing what you do because they think it looks cool and the way you look, make it see on, seem on social media. But that's another way to recruit people, I suppose. Yeah, definitely is. I, you know, I, I think the, the take that I'd like to, to push from this episode as we wrap up is that you don't have to necessarily be a public speaker to promote the trades. Right. Uh, it can be as simple as having a conversation with the neighbor kid. It could be as simple as, uh, you know, not uh, going out and saying, Hey, this is, this is the positive that I took from my day's work. I went out, I went out and built this, or I went out and wired this, or I, I, you know, whatever the task is, whatever the trade is, um, you know, as, as a, a life, life goal of mine, I try not to focus on the negative things. It's really easy to. Yeah. But if you look at the things that the, the positives, the wins of the day, it's, it's way easier to sell what you do. If you talk, if you, um, focus on the win yeah. instead of, what you know what sucked about the day because i mean you could spend weeks talking about shitty days oh yeah yeah but of course you know anyway well how so, about the the killer flat bills and t-shirts that's another way to talk killer about flat bills and t-shirts yeah i mean right. come on that's i right. like it that's my that's my active recruiting every day that's Check right my t-shirt i must have way too many t-shirts that are promoting the trades that's all there's to it <laughs> well they're cool i think so <laughs> i like them i like them yeah Right on, man. Well, that All was right. a good one. What do you think? We we got it. We got to cover. We're probably in it. like every topic. We say this. We've said it every time, but it's totally true. I see us talking about this more coming on as we talk about how we're going to make trades great again. I want to say thank you to all the folks out there that are subscribing, and um, we appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate you spending the time uh, listening to our episode and listening to us ramble some days. So, if you like what you're hearing, let us know. If you want to hear something different, let us know that too, because it's important. And uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell your nephews, promote the trades. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Make Trades Great Again podcast. Have an awesome day.